What up, homie? So I recently heard that women are actually twice as likely to have boring sex. Guys, what the hell? That ain't right, and I'm not gonna accept it. So today on Women of Impact, I'm actually bringing on the incredible Dr. Mindy Pelt and getting the 411 on how to actually have the most amazing sex ever. Because ladies, we've gotta start owning it. You have the power to love hard and to feel damn sexy. And in this two-part conversation, Mindy shares a whole new way to turn up the pleasure and the confidence to have satisfying sex that you actually wish that you see in the movies and that you actually deserve. Not to mention, after this episode, you'll be ready to have the tips and tactics you need in order to spice up your sex life. So guys, are you ready to see how the most annoying time of the month is actually the key to better sex, better relationships, better confidence, and actually a better you? I'm Lisa Billy, and this episode is about to supercharge your sex life. So let's freaking go. This is where feminism got it wrong. Rosie the River was like, we can do it. We should have put a little asterisk. <laughs> we can do it during this time of your cycle. If we understood the hormonal differences between men and women, we could strengthen our relationships. Women are twice as likely to find sex more boring. A woman's sexual drive is largely enhanced by... I'm literally speechless. Dr. Mindy here. As a hormone expert. Best-selling author. She has changed the lives of millions of women. 70% of divorces over the age of 40 are actually initiated by women. After 40, a very specific estrogen is going down, and it's called estradiol. Sometimes we decide we need to leave our marriages, and sometimes we leave life. The most common time for a woman to commit suicide is from 45 to 55. Two major hormones are exiting. Your brain is operating differently. Conversations like this, to me, are life-saving. So here's how the cycle works. This is the one that upsets everybody. I read a study from the New York Post that said that women are twice as more likely to find sex more boring than men. Ooh. And so what I want to know is, as a woman... How do we actually start to work on our sex hormones, boost them so that we yeah. can have like just mind-blowing sex and really build that incredible desire? Yeah. Foreplay starts at breakfast. If you want to have sex with a woman, you better start foreplay. If you want to have it at night after dinner, it's got to start at breakfast. And here's why. A woman's sexual drive is largely enhanced by when she is in her prefrontal cortex. When she's in that place of uh, hope and possibility and thinking about the world in a much bigger way, she's going to want to connect with you more. When she's in her amygdala, the stress part of her brain, all of her sexual desire shuts down. So think about a woman who's working all day long. She's at work, stress is high, she's in her amygdala, she's at the wrong time of her cycle, she comes home, and now her spouse wants to have sex. There's nothing about her brain that wants you to touch her at all. So you're going to need to move her back into her prefrontal cortex by saying nice things to her, asking her about her day, like maybe a foot rub. Like you're going to have to move her to the right part of her brain and if you match that with the right time of her cycle, A, she's going to want to have sex more with you. And for the woman, she's going to enjoy sex more. 
So the first thing that women need to know is if they're cycling. So this would be women who are in their fertility years or perimenopausal women. Typically, you get testosterone at one time out of the month, which is from about day 10 to day 15 of a woman's cycle. When testosterone comes in, all, your libido is going to be high. Now, the thing that's also happening at that time of a woman's cycle is that estrogen is at her peak, okay? So estrogen makes us very social and makes us want to connect, verbally connect. So let's start with that. Estrogen makes us very verbal processors. So hold on to that thought for a moment. And then wherever estrogen goes, oxytocin is. So in this five-day period of our cycle, we have libido, we have an ability to use both sides of our brain, ability to have great verbal connection, and we've got oxytocin that makes us want to bond. So when it comes to sex, we are ready to go during ovulation if you are still ovulating. So in order to have great sex, you wanna use those hormones to your advantage, so do it during that time which leads to the challenging question, which is most women don't do it during that time because they don't want to get pregnant if they're in childbearing years. So, but we are hormonally ready to go during that five-day window. So that's the first thing to think about. The second thing to think about for all women, and this is my favorite statement that I tell everybody is, when we don't understand our hormones, behaviors show up that we actually start to own and think it's our problem. Let's use libido as an example. So let's say you're you're with a man and he has a much higher libido, which makes sense because he's getting testosterone every 15 minutes. He's getting a pulse of testosterone. You're getting it five days out of the month. And so you're like, start to think to yourself, wait a second, what, what's wrong with me? Why am I not attracted to my husband? Why don't I want to have sex with him? And he seems to want to have sex with me a lot more than I want to have sex with him. And when you like stop and you think about it, actually, that's how we were hormonally designed. And so let's use our hormones to strengthen this relationship, but we have to know that our hormones are gonna do something as simple as change our sexual appetite and, and look. we have to look at it from a different direction. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just wanna pause for a second. You said men get it every 15 minutes yeah. and women get it every five days out of a month. Yes. That's a massive gap right there. Massive gap, massive gap. And women don't understand it, and so, and men don't understand it. I was recently um, lecturing at a conference in Norway, and there were so many men in the room. And when I sat down and explained the menstrual cycle, I explained menopause, I talked about the hormonal differences, I had more men come up to me afterwards and just say, thank you, I totally understand my wife now. I really appreciate you just saying what you what you said, and I'm gonna go teach my son this. And it was like, all of a sudden I had this elevated thought of, if we understood the hormonal differences between men and women, we could strengthen our relationships with men as women, and men, you could strengthen your relationships with, with women. But you have to understand the hormonal difference first. Yeah, I, I love that because I think even with what we're talking about, it isn't just us understanding ourselves, which we're going to go so deep into our cycle yeah. and all of that. But to your point, if we understand men and know, oh, 
every whether we like it or not, right. every 15 minutes, yeah. they're going to get a dose of testosterone. Then again, I, you know, um, I think women, we do joke behind the scenes about yeah. guys and it's like, oh, he's always horny. You know, like yeah. we kind of like dismiss it now because yeah. of it. But actually, when you think about it being a hormonal thing, then you can, to your point, figure out how you can start to dance yeah. in a beautiful way. So talk to me about in these five days, um, what is happening from an attractive standpoint Ooh. and an attracted standpoint? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Because this is another one. And and for, I want to just say for my menopausal friends out there, sit tight because one thing that's really important to understand is if you understand your hormones when you were cycling, you'll understand why menopause has been so difficult mm -hmm. and why post-menopausal years are so challenging. So for starters, let's talk about the hormones that come in during this five-day period. Estrogen is at her peak. Okay, so let's think of the biology of this. So why does estrogen peak at that time? Well, you need enough estrogen for an egg to be released. But this is how brilliant the body was designed. This is why as women, we are so wickedly powerful. If we just understood ourselves, we would blow our own minds. So estrogen comes in to release this egg, but then she makes your skin very smooth. She makes your hair, if you have curly hair, like curly and full, all the mucosal membranes plump up. Why? Because now you look attractive so that you, because you were designed to procreate, whether you decide to make that decision or not, you were designed when an egg is released to be more attractive, to attract a mate so that you would reproduce so the species would continue forward. That's how incredible you were designed. But the other part of that is you also got testosterone, which not only improved your libido, but it improves your motivation and drive. So you're looking better, Everything's fuller, you're more attractive, you have more of a desire to want to connect with a mate, and it, it, whether it's a man or a woman, you have more of a desire to connect, and all of a sudden, right, oxytocin comes in, and so you are like looking around for that connection, and from the other perspective looking in, you're a lot more attractive during that time. Um, estrogen helps secrete serotonin and dopamine. So you're happy. You're happy. Your hair looks great. Your skin looks great. You want to connect. You're motivated. You have libido. Come on. Like, who doesn't want to hang out with us during that time? <laughs> right? Yeah. So A, we need to know that. And then men, you know, or if, you know, even in same-sex relationships, if you, you know, realize that there's an ebb and flow to this this attraction, this hormonal um, uh, magnification that happens in us, then even something as like compliment us during that time or, um, you know, just acknowledge how powerful we are during this five day period. And now we've we've brought the the, the conversation together. We haven't separated it out or, or repelled it. God, we're so freaking smart. We're so Our bodies smart. are smart. I love how you broke that down. And then my next question then goes to in the opposite moments, right? Someone gives you a compliment because you feel so great. You're in yeah. this five-day period. You're like, I know I'm freaking more calm, right? right. And you got to leave that like, cockiness. You. Yeah, exactly. You get yeah. more confident, I think. Yeah. Um, but then there are other moments where a guy may compliment you and this, oh, well, you look really nice. And he's like, what? I didn't look like nice yesterday. And so- Oh, interesting. So well, talk to me though about mm. that time of the month where now you're more irritable. Things yeah. don't sit well with you. In fact, yeah. actually it would probably behoove us to go through the cycle. Yeah, we should go through um, the cycle. Because yeah. 
the reason why I want to bring this point up is if you feel really confident in one day and you feel amazing mm. and then a few days later you feel really bad and you're irritable, it is because of your hormone yes. cycle and it isn't because you're going crazy mm. or that like you're moody. I mean, maybe you are in a mood, but um, I think again, we, we bucket people mm. into, well, she's a bitch. Right, right. Yeah. And there's certain times of the month we're supposed to be a bitch. Ah, well, let's talk about <laughs> yeah, it. So like we're hormonally designed. We're hormonally designed to have a bitchy time, and we're hormonally designed to be loving and nurturing and and really sweet. That's how we are designed. So if you're having trouble understanding us, it, understand our hormones again, and then you'll understand why our personality changes. Um, and I think we should walk through the cycle. Yeah. I think that's the best way to understand it. The one comment I really want to make on this that for the younger audience listening, um, I have a 23-year-old daughter and uh, we talk hormones a, a lot. And she was just noticing how her moods were up and down and she was very irritable one day. And of course, lashed out at mom because that's a safe place to do it. And she came back to me later and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like two days later, she said, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know why. Like, I just get irritable and I'm so emotional. And I turned to her and I said, because you're a woman. Mm. That's why. You were, you were designed to be emotional. So I get it. And we can, on those bad days, we can have a better conversation. But don't, don't shy away from how you were designed. And I think that is, like, men are very linear and they, they're very steady eddy kind of mentality. And women were like your best friend, and then we hate you. And that's because that's how we're designed. So I just had to, I just had I to put that, that out yeah. there to free people from um, thinking that there's something wrong with them when they're happy one day and sad the next. Okay, so here's how the cycle works. Day one through day 10, you're building estrogen. And when estrogen is building, usually the, it takes a couple of days to transition from you know the PMS and the week before into actually bleeding. But the first two days of our cycle is actually a really interesting time period because all the hormones have crashed and estrogen is about to, to build. And so in those first two days, you actually have the most access to the right and the left brain in the first two days of your cycle. So and that's as in the first two days is like the first days when you start to bleed. Yeah, when you start to bleed. Good point, because most people don't know what day one of their cycle is. Day one of your cycle is when you bleed. Those first two days, you are going to be highly intuitive. You are because you have access to both sides of your brain before your body starts to build estrogen for the days following that. Great time to like listen to that inner voice on those first two days because hormonally you are getting more access to more parts of your brain. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion 
billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. And how can we use that? Because I want, as we go through this, I want to be able to say, how do we use that in the real world? So how do we use, mm. let's say, those first two days, mm. knowing that we are both sides of our brain are active yeah. and we're more intuitive? What do you suggest that we can do in the real world? Yeah. Well, if you're an entrepreneur or, you know, you want to create something, you go within. This is a time to go within and think about what perhaps you want to create in your business. You could do the same thing with yourself. What do you want to create in your life? Um, I've been deeply thinking lately about a question for my own self, um, which that actually my therapist asked me and I couldn't answer, which was, who's the authentic version of you? Who is the real Mindy? Who is the real version? If you take all the external away, who is that authentic person in there? And I couldn't answer it. I couldn't give a label to it. So now thinking that through, those for, if I had a cycle, those first two days would be a good time to go within and ask those deep questions of yourself because you have more access to your brain. So you might have a greater ability to answer them. Mm, okay. And then in those first two days, how is your relationship? Let's say you're with a, a partner. Mm-hmm. How does that impact them? Is, are you more likely to be more distant to them or actually more connected to them? When we go all the way through the cycle, if you do the back half of the cycle really well, once your period starts, it's kind of a non-event. But most women would tell you, that's not my period. My period, the first two days, I'm like, get away. And I think the getaway idea is because you didn't rest and recover the week before your period mixed with this highly intuitive time, which would make you more inner. So for the partner, what I'd want the partner to know is to, A, you know, 
listen to us and see what we need. But most likely we're going to still need to be a little bit separate and not in the group because, or not in relationship with you because we're still in this very inner place. But if you do the back half of your cycle right, once your period starts, it doesn't, it, what we're seeing is that women don't typically have tough, tough cycles. Mm. So, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's the first two days. But what I want people to know most of the time is that or the most important part of that first 10 days is estrogens building. And what's really neat about estrogen is that she is, it does so many things for us, like makes, helps make serotonin and makes dopamine and makes uh, acetylcholine, which helps us cognitively and helps stimulate BDNF, which makes it a great time to learn. So the, after we finish the first two days of being more inner, we actually come out and we're much more outer and we want to socialize and we want to connect and we can, uh, cortisol, if, if stress is high, estrogen doesn't care. And so all of a sudden we can stress out and estrogen is like, no problem. I got it. Like I'm, I can still show up in all my glory and we can still be outgoing. We can still take over the world because I gave you all these other neurotransmitters when I decided to show up. The, the greatest version of your life could show up during that 10 days mm. because you will have so many neurochemicals that are appearing. So the other thing about that time period is this is where fasting works and this is where the ketogenic diet worked for women and this is where exer exercising hard works for women. Like weights. Yeah, and, yeah. like we could, we're meant to be more outward once estrogen starts to build. It's when we start to go through the rest of the cycle that everything changes. So, but does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. And then I'm going to want to relink it to, okay, so that's the moment that you can um, lift heavy weights, go yeah. hard to the gym, go hard in your business, I yep. assume, yep. like do those deals yep. that maybe you were nervous to make or you've just got the more confidence. Yeah. Okay. And then what about that, uh, the dynamic in your relationship? Yeah. So we're, again, we're going to be great verbal processors. So um, the, the interesting one on this is I had a father come to me one day and ask ask me, he was struggling with his teenage daughter. And he's like, I just can't seem to get through to her. And I said, well, when are you talking to her? Do you know when, what part of her cycle you're talking to her at? And he's like, no, why would that be important? And I said, because you need her hormones to be in the right place in order to actually get, it, especially a teenage brain, get into her, her, her brain to be open enough to be able to talk to you. And so uh, those 10 days, as estrogen is building, you're going to see a much more open and receptive human. And if you have a conflict, if you're trying to get with a woman in a, and get to her heart or get, have a deeper experience with her, that first half is when you want to do it, not the back half. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, I love that. So I tend to think of it like we are just we come out of our shell and we're like, here, connect with us, be with us. I want to laugh with you. I want to dream up wild dreams with you. I want to have a relationship with you. That's what estrogen is saying. Mm -hmm. And so, but then when we get at the back half, when we get into progesterone, progesterone is saying, leave me alone. I, I, I just need to nurture myself right now. Don't give me any stress. I'm just in a more inner mood. Okay, so those 10 days, it's crush it at work, yeah. have those hard conversations with your partner, go on dates. 
that would be one of the better times when we get to ovulation. That's our superpower moment. All right. So <laughs> I love that. I'm such a geek. I love women so, so much. Yeah. But we are much more gregarious. Yeah. And, and for what women, I called it the power phase in Fast Like a Girl because anything you want to power up on, power up during that time. Your hormone, you are locked and loaded. Your hormones are, are going to be ready to go in these power phases. So use them to your advantage. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So then the manifestation phase is what I called it. This, this ovulation window from day 10 to day 15. So estrogen's already at her peak. So we already talked about how she makes you more beautiful. So testosterone comes in. So, so you have motivation and drive and you have libido and you get a little bit of progesterone that calms you. This is literally the most powerful moment of our cycle. During the, the pandemic, I was like, if we just put all the ovulating women in one room and let them all figure out what we do right now, we would be out of this situation. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we didn't do it. We didn't, like, we did, like literally, if you have a company, I've talked to female CEOs and I'm like, who have a large female, uh, a large amount of female uh, employees. I always say, Put if you could figure out how to put all the ovulating win women into one room and then brainstorm your business and figure out new mm. projects. <laughs> she's got estrogen at a peak. She's got testosterone at a peak. She's got progesterone. Like, see what comes out of her mouth mm. during that time. Like, and brainstorm all together. I wish I'd known this when I had a cycle. <laughs> like, I, I would have totally honored this a lot more. But we are the, uh, the most creative. We have the most in insight. We are motivated to do something with that. So start a workout plan, start a new business idea. Um, great time, you know, to start anything new it, that you want because you have so many hormones there to support you. Mm. The reason that I love to give as much descriptive detail to these phases mm. is what I'm hoping women will do is now observe yourself. And notice that you actually, th that what I'm saying, you're more motivated. When I say that, just notice if there's a pattern to your motivation. Mm -hmm. And then once you notice the pattern to your motivation, does it follow the pattern of your cycle? And what I'm finding is most women go, yeah, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I never knew that. So during ovulation, for the creatives out there, are you the most creative during that time? Are you the most verbal? It could be as simple as, do you want to talk a lot during ovulation? It could be as simple as, do you find yourself wanting to, to start a new workout plan and lift heavier weights during that time, which you should, by the way, use that testosterone to build muscle. Mm. So it's we have never had this level of conversation around hormones in our culture before. It's starting to bubble up and women are starting to go, that makes sense mm -hmm. because it's our intuitive knowing. But because we haven't had this level of conversation, women are not acknowledging that these subtleties within their personalities and their behaviors that match the hormonal eb ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. You might feel you're more bold during your manifestation ovulation period. And I say, go girl. Yes, you are more bold because you are hormonally superior. Mm -hmm. I'm just going just gonna to say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> that, that you are literally hormonally superior at that moment. Mm -hmm. There's no other part of a man's day or month where he gets all three hormones like that. So even though we might love that he gets 15 minutes of testosterone, 
Like, I, I am a little envious of that. I'd love to have testosterone show up every 15 minutes, but I wouldn't swap it out for what happens to us during that ovulation time. Yeah. So that's day 15. So you have all these hormones peak, and then they come crashing down for about four or five days. Um, this post-ovulation is really interesting. So I called it another power phase in the book because I really wanted women to know if you want to work out hard, you want to fast longer, you want to use that as a tool for healing, that would be another good moment. So it's a first power phase is day one to day 10. Second power phase is day 16 to day 19 of a cycle. Um, but if I wanted, you know, I didn't write about this in the book, but a deeper conversation to have, I think, for women during that, that down period is after all these hormones have come up, we got to get rid of those hormones. We got to get them out of our system. So things like breast cancer and ovarian cancer don't, don't happen. So a lot of women say they feel bloated, their breast tenderness, they feel, I call it padded, where they're like, I feel like I'm just a little padded right now, um, and brain fog. And that could be because they just didn't get rid of estrogen and they didn't get rid of all those hormones. So we've got to think about like gut health and uh, support the liver. It might be a time you don't drink because you got to support that liver a little bit more. You might eat more bitter foods like radicchio and drink more like ginger juice and lemon juice and um, lean into things that can support those two organs so that you can clear out, get those hormones out of your system. Might be that that's the time you do an infrared sauna or you go for a little bit of a longer run so you're sweating more, but you got to get rid of those hormones. Otherwise, your body stores them. Wow. Okay. So it kind of sucks that that happens right after you're powerful, like you're confident. Yeah. And I think that that's where I was like, well, if you really feel like a badass, right? And you go in and you're, you're crushing it. And then within like a day or two, you, if you have that, Dip. crash that dip as you said that's where i think a lot of our internal voices start yeah. to say like oh maybe you didn't actually have the confidence or you know um yes. or see you are going crazy one yes. minute you are happy next minute you're sad am i i'm all over the place and that's where unfortunately men also use it as a like i don't want to say excuse but they do then label you it's like oh you, you, you're crazy right. you know and um i think it's the the fluctuation of going from one to the other yep. that can be confusing for ourselves and for other people. Right. Like, how could I be so certain two days ago? Why? And now I'm doubting Why? myself. <laughs> yes. Really good point, because this is what we have to free women mm -hmm. from is, yeah, yeah. Because hormonally, when testosterone came in, you were like, yeah, I'm very clear that I can do this, this, this and this. And then and then testosterone goes away and estrogen went away. And now you're uncertain. Don't listen to yourself during that time. Don't listen to those uncertainties. You just had a hormonal drop. So what we see is most women will tell me like day 16, 17, they feel like they've been dropped from the top of a building. They're like, I was doing so great. Like every, my diet was great. My exercise was great. I was kicking butt at work. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, I just don't feel good anymore. I feel like, and, and I don't know why all of a sudden my mood changed. It's because all those hormones came crashing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this is what we where we have to understand ourselves. So, you know, there's several ways you can look at these ups and downs. And one is understand yourself first. And the second is what's the lifestyle you need to live to be able to support these ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So when I say, 
okay, understand that you might've felt bold two days ago and now you don't feel bold. Okay, that's important so I can, I can talk kindly to myself. But then I can also come over here and I can say, okay, what do I need to do to support these hormones to move through me, which is where the liver and the gut and all that comes in. So, okay, so that's where you then change potentially eat certain foods. Yeah. Um, and then how do you, because I, lo I love this so much, understanding myself then allows me to act in accordance. Yeah. Instead of judging myself, how, do I, how right. do I communicate with my partner? How do I, when I go to bed at night, how am I replaying that day? And I think even in the replaying of the day, you can beat yourself up of all the things that you've done. Or you can go, oh, well, you just need to give yourself grace because you're in this period of yeah. your, your cycle. Yeah. In the replaying of the day, you just gave me an idea. In the replaying of the day, what if the first question is, okay, what day of my cycle am I on? Mm. And then, oh, okay, I'm on day 15. Oh, no wonder I was really bold today. I couldn't, I shocked myself when I stood up in that meeting and I said what I actually, you know, felt. And just to acknowledge that there was a hormonal influence that was going on that was helping you in that moment. And then maybe two days later, you're replaying the day and you're like, God, I was so bold two days ago. And I got back into that meeting and I couldn't stand up for myself again. Why was that? Oh, okay, hormonally, I was in a different position, place. So the only reason I, I bring that, it's not an excuse. It's so we stop turning on ourselves. I don't understand why as women, we let our own voices are our biggest destruction that we turn on ourselves because we don't understand ourselves. And that is the, that is the worst health habit we could possibly impart. Mm. I think we, we turn on ourselves because we maybe see men that don't have that problem. And Perhaps. so we think there's something wrong with yeah. us versus yeah. like, he doesn't have that problem. He comes, he shows up every day at work and he's freaking confident yeah. as hell. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can't find my voice and That's I can't right. speak up for myself. That's right. Um, or even in a relationship, you know, um, you have arguments or you have discussions and it's like your partner could, if you're, you know, heterosexual relationship, they can turn up and they're, they've, they're just as strong in this moment that they were three days ago. That's right. And now you're backing down. So how do you communicate? I'm always going to keep going back to how yeah. then to understanding ourselves. And then how do you communicate that with, let's say, somebody that you're with, a partner? And what do you suggest that they can do to help you as well as the things that you mentioned that we can do for ourselves? Yeah. So I think the most important thing is to say, uh, to take ownership over it and to make I statements. I think if it's day 17 and let's say you're in, in a discussion with your partner and you're not feeling clarity and you're not feeling powerful, you just say, today, um, where I am at hormonally, I'd like to table this discussion and come back to it at another time so I can bring the best of me to this situation that we have at hand or this conflict that we're trying to resolve. I think it's a way of saying, I just am not in a hormonal place right now to be able to navigate this moment um, it's not your fault, but give me some, give me some time and I'll come back. And now we can have a different discussion as opposed to what we typically do or what a lot of people do is we go, you know, you're irritating me today, this, that, and, and we, we turn it outward and we blame the people around us instead of being, having some ownership of the changes that are occurring within us mm. hormonally. That's so true. Right. Yeah. And then it just it just makes it a compassionate discussion. Mm -hmm. I, I've done this through all my menopausal years with my husband. 
Um, I know that on a day that I have a lot of podcast interviews or a lot of videos that I'm doing or I've been writing all day, it takes a lot of testosterone to do that. And so as a menopausal woman, I know that my testosterone's lower than it was, you know, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, I just need a moment to just kind of sit by myself and recalibrate my hormones. So I often will tell my husband when he wants to bring me something stressful that happened that day, I'll say, I just, it's been a testosterone driven day for me. And I need to just sit for a moment and like, let my mind rest. I'll come back to you in an hour and we can have this discussion. That's compassion in my opinion. Yeah. I would have like a massive calendar. Like literally after this talk, I'm going to put a big calendar. I mean, I need to get my period back, but that's something we'll talk about later. But like, I would, I would preempt things. I would, you know, like so how we're talking about, like, I, at the end of the day, I would replay and I would like preempt everything. And I would put on the calendar time to chat. Yeah. Time to just make me a tea and leave me alone. Yes. Time to give me cuddles. Yes. Times for us to actually have this hard discussion that we've been meaning to have. Yeah. And I would like just plan it out and then prepare my partner for that plan so that they also know, um, you know, in those moments how to navigate because and I'm just going to, I love that you said this, this really hit me really hard where you said, this isn't a moment to just blame people. Right. I'm such a take ownership person, yes. like how I show up every day. Yes. And so knowing I can take ownership, not blame someone else, but have compassion for myself is so freaking strong. Yes. This ties into what we were talking about hours ago, <laughs> uh, which is this concept of feminism right now. I think that the feminist movement had a bit of an aggressiveness to it. And I'm not saying that we don't need to shout from the rooftops, but I think once we understand ourselves, then what we can do is we can speak from that language with power. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is true feminism. When I can say my female body right now is going to show up this way, and so what you're wanting from me is a mismatch to how my female body is performing right now. So I need you to table this until I'm in a different hormonal place. That is feminism mm -hmm. to me. And sometimes that requires that you say, I can't do something, which is a pa for powerful women, I can't do something feels like a weakness. It is not a weakness. It is a strength to say, at this moment, hormonally where I'm at, I need to take care of myself this way and I will come back to you. In the workplace, let's just use the workplace as an example. I actually believe that the work week works really well for men. It does not work great for women. We should have a work month. And this is what the work month would look like. It would look like first 10 days, well, actually like the first 15 days, yeah, we could work overtime. We're creative. We have all these hormones. We're ready to go. We're like, we could work the weekends. Like we're, we're, we're your, we're your gal. Like we are really powerful. We are equal at that point as far as what we are capable of doing in the length of a work day and, and capacity of work. Then we start to see around day 16, day 17, our hormones are dropping and all of a sudden progesterone is going to build. Do you mind explain what progesterone is? Yeah, people? so progesterone starts to build around day 20 of the menstrual cycle, and it's what allows the uterine lining to shed. 
So when you don't have a period, it's possible that progesterone is not getting high enough to allow that uterine lining to shed. Got it. So, but progesterone also stimulates a neurotransmitter called GABA, and GABA calms us. So, and, and progesterone also doesn't like when cortisol shows up. When cortisol shows up, she goes, she, she, she gets shy is what I always say. When, when cortisol goes high, progesterone becomes And that's shy. the stress hormone. Yeah. And that's the cortisol is the stress hormone. So what ends up happening during that period of time, that week before our period, we are meant to nurture ourselves more. We're meant to slow down. So a typical work month would look like the front half of our cycle. We would be the badasses that we are. And then the closer to the back half, especially that week after, before the period, we actually wouldn't work as, as much. Mm -hmm. We might take more time off. Maybe we don't go 100%. Maybe we go 75%, but just so we can rest and recover so we can come out and be a badass again on day one. So I don't know how you would create equal work weeks because that would be a work month and men. Yeah, that's so true. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so how do you allow a woman in the workplace to thrive knowing that she has this expansion and contraction and this, this ability to do everything possible and an ability to have to recover? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we create an environment where women's hormones are taken into consideration? I don't have an answer for you yet. Yeah. But I think that w with everything you're teaching, I think is definitely moving us in the direction to be able to speak about this yep. so that we can set women up for success so they can be badasses, crush it, own amazing businesses yeah. or, you know, have beautiful relationships and not always second guess themselves. That's right. I mean, I, part of my health issues that I've been fighting for eight years. Like I need people to know where in the context I'm coming from. For eight years, I've been struggling with the worst health issues possible. And that is because... For 10 years, when we were building Quest, I was around guys who were entrepreneurs, so they were already experienced, talk about being insecure, they were guys, and they could work 17 hours a day and not falter. Now, me, with my mindset and how I was perceived as Lisa, you've got to work just as hard as they have. Yes. And I didn't give myself grace. I didn't give myself a day off. I worked just as hard as them. I was, you know, not like timing myself, but I made sure that I showed up when they showed up yeah. so that I could be an equal. Yeah. And that was detrimental to my health. Right. And so in thinking that I'm the same as them set me up for massive health issues. So understanding that we have the capability to your point of being showing up equal, but not in the same way. Yes. It, it, you're, that is the classic example. And this is where feminism got it wrong because Rosie the River was like, we can do it. We just, she, I, we should have put a little asterisk. <laughs> we can do it just differently. <laughs> During this time of your cycle. Day one through day 15, we can do it. But don't talk to us on day 20, please. <laughs> no, but I, I, this is to me, th this is our moment. I think you feel it. Like, I think a lot of women are feeling like the conversations are changing. We have access to so many things. We are showing up in so many environments um, where we weren't allowed to show up before. And here we are. Okay, we have to do it a woman's way. We have to do it a woman's way. Otherwise, the conversation, I'll come back in five years and the conversation is going to be like, oh my God, the health of women is getting worse and worse and worse. So to your example of you were in an environment with men, what would it, let's go back and repattern what that environment could have looked like for you. It could have looked like, hey guys, let's say if you, you had an active cycle during that time, hey, 
my, my period's coming in the next couple of days. I'm going to be cutting work in half for the next three days um, and resting and recovering. And I'll be back once if once on day one, once my cycle starts. And then on day one, you come back and you're you, they get the best version of you. You are like working your 20 hours every day. You can handle it. And then you do the whole cycle again, and then you go back into that reparative mode. They would have actually gotten a better version of you in that. You probably would have been more effective, and you wouldn't have destroyed your health.